0: Ignition sequence start six five four three two one zero
1: welcome to this is Orlando with Rob Cole good morning friends welcome back to this is Orlando. Thank you for coming back. Or if you're a first time listener, we appreciate you checking out our show here. Um, Before I begin, I want to send my thanks and admiration out to the Orlando game space for giving us the space here to record our show. And um, uh, always a good time down here at the Orlando game space, getting to see everybody, Uh, a lot of art on the walls right now from third Thursdays mood, the party. And, um, If you haven't attended that event, you owe it to yourself to check it out. Every third Thursday, it's called Mood the Party, a meeting of creatives. You're going to find people from the art world. You're going to find people from the music world, gaming, technology, um, and you never know what might break out. Bands are known to start playing on occasion. So thanks, Chad, Kunal, everybody at the Game Space. Our guest today on This Is Orlando uh, is a gentleman that I met actually online. His name is Banks Henrik, And um, you really need to go to his website to get the full depth of what this guy does because his resume is all over the place. Um, you can find uh, – well, the, the website is bankshealthrick.com. And you can find that listed in uh, at my website, robcoble.org. Um, that will take you directly to his site. But he is, uh, amongst other things a filmmaker who has currently has six features streaming on Amazon. He's a children's performer who has done over 2,000 shows at various libraries and schools, and and (laughs) through that has actually garnered eight appearances on The Late Show with David Letterman. Um, He runs a kind of, I don't want to say experimental theater, but uh, let's just say it's a theater group that is called Black Cow Jumps and they are going to be performing again this coming Saturday, August 17th at 7 p.m. at the Winter Garden Heritage Museum. It's a free event, but they, uh, they do ask that you register uh, and get your tickets by going to the website, which is blackcowjumps.com. Um, finally, as if that's not enough, he is also seat one for the Lake County Soil and Water Conservation District. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that as well. So, um, yeah, this show is a little all over the place, man, because much like this guy's resume, he's doing a lot and giving back to our community here in Central Florida. Thanks for joining. And I look forward to talking to you guys again real soon. Banks, thanks for being here and joining us today, man. I don't know where to begin because your resume is it's amazing. It's so varied with all these different things. So I'm going to ask you about the most obvious to start with, compulsive flossing. <laughs> Come on, what is this all about? You're a you're a cloud harvester and a compulsive <laughs> flosser. That was the thing that jumped off the page. <laughs>
0: you, you said cloud harvester and uh, I guess water harvester, but I liked how you said cloud harvester because I do take rainwater and I harvest rainwater. Okay. Um, so uh, compulsive flosser, uh, yeah, um, when I was putting together my card like that I... I give to people. Um, I decided to give them things that were really personal, like really me that they wouldn't know unless they really asked. (laughs) Right. So uh, you know, cloud harvester, a compulsive. That's a great.
1: That's like a great interview question. You know, to catch somebody (laughs) off guard. Tell me something about you that not too many people know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm a compulsive flosser. (laughs) (laughs) So there's so many things that we can get into here, Um, but I guess the first thing that I want to talk to you about and um, have you expand on a little bit or some of the performances you're doing at, uh, man, you've been in over 2,000 schools and libraries and various festivals, eight appearances on The Late Show with David Letterman, and I'm assuming that's with The oh. Jiggle Man, and also you have a character, Matthew, The Counting Cowboy, and that's Math Matthew, like university, The Counting Cowboy. Yeah. So yeah, tell us about that.
0: Okay, uh, sure. Um, so... Wow. I guess like Madonna, (laughs) I can reinvent myself as many times as I want. Um, I I was a clown in the circus um, with Ringling Brothers. After that, I came to um, Orlando and I worked at Universal Studios. Okay. And while I was there, uh, I was an actor, street performer. I created this show uh, called Healthy Herb. I'll get to Matthew in a minute. Okay. And and Healthy Herb uh, was a health show, science show. My I, I got a degree, almost a master's degree in sports nutrition. And my professor at the time said, I, I left graduate school to join the circus. And she said, you should do something with science, health, and also performing. And uh, I created this character called uh, Healthy Herb. Um, I sent David Letterman a uh, VHS at the time. Um, I didn't send it to him. I sent it to his, uh, his writers. Right. And they contacted me and said, hey, we want to put this on Dave's video library. Um, so I went ahead and I sent it. Uh, uh, I said, sure. You know, I, I had, I guess, give just a verbal, okay. Yeah. They ended up showing it. And there's a segment in there where as the character of Healthy Herb, I'm like, I got a, a loincloth, which is a, a watermelon because all these foods are all over me. <laughs> Three-dimensional foods. And I'm, you know, hitting the watermelon and I'm, I'm making this you know, food, fitness, fun. And, uh, Dave, you know, shows it. And then he says, this guy, what this guy needs is a swift kick in the watermelon. So, (laughs) so then I turned around and I contacted like a produce company in New York, had them send two watermelons to Dave's office. The writers then contacted me back and said, Hey, Dave got a big kick out of the watermelons.
1: Nice. um,
0: so that started, and then I, I sent him another video uh, of jiggleman,
1: okay um, uh,
0: about three or four years after that, and then they just started bringing me in for a segment called "Is this anything and uh, nineteen ninety nine to about two thousand and one I was up there right before uh nine eleven uh, actually about um about five days before nine eleven Wow and um they they brought me up seven times for for that, and they're just like, well, "What do you have? What what can you do for nice. fifteen seconds?" Yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> and I was like, "Well, I got this human paddleball idea." They're like, "Bring it up." Uh, I miss that show. It was, yeah. uh, it
1: was, I mean, he was always doing cool stuff like that, and, and yeah, yeah, for sure. So, Jiggle Man started or came out of. Your time while you were up there, you said that's when you kind of conceived the concept. What is Jiggle Man?
0: Yeah, what is Jiggle Man? Good question. Um, <laughs> I kind of took my circus life, my circus skills, and then I um, and my Universal work. I worked at Universal Studios, um, and I kind of just created this character. Um, I, I'm my background is juggling mainly. Okay, and jugglers are very, uh, I, in general, and I'm not saying all of them are, they're um, very monotonous. Okay. <laughs> they do the same thing over and over and over. And I thought I would want to be a juggler that that is not so monotonous. So I drop a lot. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> um, it's very unique. Yeah. So, so I, I decided to uh, find out ways to manipulate objects that is different. Uh, so I created this one called the human paddle ball and I had this big six foot ball and I had these bungees on it and I, I, my body, my chest was the paddle and the ball would like smack me and, poof, and it was like going out like 15 feet in the air and hitting me um, and Dave loved that and he, I, I'd jump on this big ball, this big six foot ball which I would, uh, like a trampoline, I would jump on it on my chest and stand up
1: and flip off. Oh and, wow. So those things. And how many broken bones do you have? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Um, I broke my thumb (laughs) in the circus.
0: That was the only time. So, so, so that that you know, and that became my business. Two thousand and one, I left Universal Studios and became, uh, you know, Jiggle Man, Healthy Herb, and then Matthew the Counting Cowboy came out a few years ago. And Matthew the Counting Cowboy is kind of like uh, this Will Rogers for kids. With counting, okay, uh, it's I call it my retirement show because it's not
1: very physically demanding, right? Right, it's very slow, <laughs> but very educational for the kids.
0: Oh uh, yeah, yeah, we're looking at two and a half year olds up to about seven or eight year olds. Okay. Um, Uh, And I do Jiggle Man, Healthy Hurt, Matthew the County Cowboy. Those three shows, I do about 200 shows a year. Wow. And I just finished um, a summer, my summer, which is about a 10-week span. I did about 87 shows. So I did about 8.7 shows uh, a week. Wow. Wow.
1: and yeah. do you do, like, uh, all three of these characters come out during each show?
0: No, 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 no.
1: Okay, um, so they're individual. Right, right. Yeah, Somebody you. will hire Jiggleman. Man. Jiggle is just purely fun. Just gotcha.
0: Blue Man Group and Cirque du Soleil meet and have a baby, and it's a five-year-old me. Okay. You know, basically. <laughs> basically. Um, so I'll do a whole Jiggle Man show. In fact, I was just at the downtown library. Yeah. Um, uh, actually, I did a bunch of the libraries in okay. Orange County. Um, and then tomorrow... I know this is time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sensitive. Um, I'm at the Winter Park Library uh, as Matthew the Counting Cowboy. Okay. And um, there'll be like a hundred kids um, and, and parents, and you know, I'll, I'll work on math. All of them have to do with comedy, though. I mean, you make the kids laugh; they're listening to you. Yeah. If they're not laughing, they're Crying or sleeping or
1: <laughs> running away. Well, we're we're familiar with that concept um, here at the game space because of uh, you know gaming technology. Kids are so into games, and we find that you can sneak some education in there, and they'll learn while they're having fun. They seem to retain it a lot more, and yeah, that's pretty cool, man. So, um, and and I assume this is something that you're going to continue to do. Yes. And in, in so this is like your main livelihood right now? It absolutely is. Okay.
0: Yeah. Um every year I think to myself, can I do this another year and uh I find a way to get up and do another yeah. year. Yeah. Um during the summer it's really busy and then the rest of the year it's 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 not so, so yeah. busy. It's a little um I I do about like I said half of my business is in 10 weeks and the other half is in the other yeah, uh, 42 gotcha. weeks.
1: Yeah. So what makes somebody? You, you mentioned earlier that you know you left university or you left school to go join the circus, man. What makes somebody do that? What was the pull?
0: Wow, you know, looking back on it, wow, <laughs> I don't even know um, the allure
1: it? of travel. Um, I, I mean, were you? Did you go to like you know Barnum and Bailey or Ringling Brothers or yeah. like one of the big ones and?
0: Um, in when i was in college i went to school at auburn and my roommate joined a quarter ring circus this small little circus that came into town met the people like four people part of it and he dropped out of college for a year joined this little circus traveled around you know little towns all over College towns, and then uh, well, when he did that, I thought I got the bug. I was like, "Whoa!" Because I was always a juggler, unicyclist, acrobatic kind yeah. of stuff.
1: So, always a performer.
0: Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I at at twelve, I had a niece and a nephew that I could just uh, a, a, like an audience that I could see what works and. And yeah. I loved. I mean, I love playing. I mean, love. I love to play. If you ever get a chance to see Jiggle Man, it's just a. A 56-year-old man who plays a five-year-old. Yeah, right. (laughs) You know. Um, So he went away for a year. I wanted to go. They didn't... I asked to go. They didn't take me. And then uh, when I was in graduate school, um, uh, Chance, Um, the circus was in town. It was at the Omni in Atlanta. I lived in Atlanta. I was going to get my graduate degree. And uh, I was a bicycle courier, and I drove by, and it said, you know, clown college auditions today. Or I had seen it in the, in the newspaper, and I just told my boss, hey, I'm going to take a long lunch, and I ended up just riding my bike in the back door, and they were there, and it was like a two-hour audition. Wow. And, uh, and, the, and, and the man who auditioned me, who's the dean, he said, um, fill this out, send it in. You need to do this.
1: Oh, that's cool. So yeah, I, like, I guess okay. you know some people. It just comes natural, you know, being in front of people, having that stage, being able to clown around, being able to, you know. And I love the fact that you use your platform to help educate it as well.
0: Right. Um, I did. I do this, and and I am a. I call myself a comedian. People say, "What do you do?" Uh, I make people laugh, mainly kids. You know, parents and grandparents are there, and they they laugh also. Sure and and i've been doing this for 25 or 30 almost 30 years yeah about almost 30 years and about and this is what my transition by the way <laughs> yeah okay um about 4 years ago i started doing um uh, the uh not <laughs> try not to be funny theater okay <laughs> not 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 try uh theater which is this is called blackout jumps um, this this the idea is to be yourself and not not to try to be funny not try to make the audience laugh not try to be real and by being real some of the funniest things are the real things in life.
1: Okay. Uh,
0: I have man boobs, you know, that's that's a funny (laughs) thing, you know, so I talk about my man boobs. All right. um, Which is real, I mean, yeah.
1: So, well, yes, and thank you for that segue because that's where I was headed next (laughs) as well. Um, Black Cow Jumps, you have an event coming up on uh, August 17th at seven o'clock at Winter Garden Heritage Museum. And the, you know, this is billed as Black Cow Jumps, unscripted live theater. And, um, yeah, some of the, the – I, I love the quotes that you have on here. The Orlando Sentinel said, Black Cow Jumps is all about humanity. And then the Orlando Weekly says, like eavesdropping on a stranger's most intimate conversations. Right. So, yeah. So how does this thing work, man? How does it work? Um, so
0: the idea is to play yourself as a character.
1: Okay. So okay. Rob Coble goes in and – now I'm the character Rob Koble. Absolutely. Okay. Absolutely.
0: Now, there is a veil, which you have, which you can show as much of you as little as you. The audience loves to see who Rob is. Okay. I feel. This is, this is what I feel. Yeah. Um, there are certain topics I don't want to talk about in front of people I do not know. Um, and I won't talk about those. Um, so I have four actors, uh, four, I call them jumpers. These are four people uh, for this show. And every show is different. Okay. Um, we get together a week before. Uh, we sit down and we talk about what's going on in our lives. Um And then we put together a show, which is about 12 vignettes, 12 bits between four and eight minutes long. Uh, And the vignettes have to do with a theme. This theme is going to be couples. It's all about, Mm. most, about six to seven of these uh, vignettes are going to be about couples. So it's relationship-based, connection-based, all the shows are. We were at the uh, French Festival, and uh, we, we did one on existentialism. We did one on intimate relationships. We did one on infidelity. We did, I mean, we just... We take things in our lives that are happening and we bring them into um, a, a performance. Now, all the vignettes um, are put together and it's about an hour and a half show. And okay. the, the audience gets a chance at the end to ask questions if they want to, what bits resonated, what didn't. the show begins, though, however, where I go on stage and say, this is a clipboard of our 12 vignettes. And we like to start it off with one person in the audience who would like to come up and jump with me. And that's somebody I do not know. And he or she and I will sit down and we will create, since it's themes on couples, we will create some sort of couple scenario between the two of us. How how are we going to be a couple? How would you, what's the best scenario? And for about five to seven minutes, we create this with somebody uh, purely unscripted. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they sit down and we use some of those pieces in, in the show. Um, is it improv? Yes. It is improv, impromptu? Yes. We do, the only thing we have scripted is the title of each of the bits.
1: Okay. So, okay, so I, I, I have a pretty good idea, but I'm still, there's still some gray areas for me here. Mm-hmm. So these, so does each of the four actors appear by themselves or in this particular one since their couples are two of them together?
0: The um the bits um will have one or two single bits, single okay. person bits. So one of the actresses will go up there and do a piece on um whatever whatever she wants to do it on. Something dealing with couples. Gotcha. Okay. And and she's already worked on that ahead of time. We might do two of those. We might do four or five bits with uh, a dialogue with two people, okay? We might do one or two with three people, okay? Okay. And that, that makes uh, – uh, the last bit we do is why. Um, and it is why we did the show, why we did it on, on couples, why – and each one of us gets a chance to share that. Now, the audience is – the only time we use the audience is at the beginning of the show – that one person who wants to come up after that we are in the audience sit, seated doing our bits. We're on stage, we are sitting
1: next to them, we are above you're them. You're kind of moving around. We're, so it's not your typical yes. sit there and watch the stage kind of thing. So uh, it's a little bit more of an interactive experience. For, yes, yeah.
0: when you're close to someone in um, a performance element like this, you feel their energy. You feel if there's a fight going on, you can feel it even if, if that, that actor is right next to you. Yeah. And I, I love to create experiences since we are so much on our phones and so much uh, looking at screens, create experiences that are real right there. Yeah. Um, now, this is a performance, uh, mind you. This is a performance. When the audience thinks it's not a performance, that is when it really happens. The nice. magic happens. Yeah, yeah. So, that, I mean, that's what that that is our. And I would imagine
1: result. that happens a lot if these guys are just basically playing from their hearts <laughs> and kind of talking about themselves or whatnot. That it brings out the real the real emotions and the real experiences that they've had. Right. Absolutely. Now, are these, how do you find your actors? You say that they go, you know, that you change your cast every performance. So, so um, I basically
0: have a uh, core four, and, and the, that's what you see on that poster right there. And the okay. core four, Fred Zara, Chris Zera, uh, Aaron Lane, and myself. And we've been working together for... Um, I'm sorry, we've been jumping together for <laughs> about a year and a half now. Okay. Um, we are um, uh, stationed out of, I guess, or our, our, our headquarters is the Winter Park Library. And the Winter Park Library has these after-hour events where they have wine and cheese and crackers, and they bring in black cow jumps to do a show. Gotcha. This year we're there seven times. Uh, next year, we're going to be there six times. We're going to a Thursday night. It's going to be like a date night kind of thing. Okay. They go there, then you can go to the Alphons. Um, yeah. And these, these are events that are free um, to the public. Okay. So you just sign up for tickets and, and you go. Um, so uh, Chris Zara, she uh, came to see one of my shows and she's a friend of mine. Uh, she came to see one of my shows and afterwards she came up to me and she said, I want to do this. And I was like, what, what are you going to do? And she says, I want to do this. And she is amazing. Nice. the the range of her just being herself and and oh you you feel it you just you she is so amazing. I uh, Lane. Uh, I approached her. A friend of mine said you know she might be interested. We talked. She was like don't want to do it. She came and saw a show afterwards. Ready to like, do it. I want to do this. Nice. Um and then uh, Fred Fred and I go back he's a filmmaker, a friend of mine okay. and he he went he got into acting, took some classes because he wanted to see what it's like to be an actor because he's a director and um, and then he, he's our our go to uh whenever we need him i've I've used um other actors, other people people come up to me after the show and say, I want to do this I want to nice. try this and i'm like, let's go and have coffee and talk and I'm looking for people who want to uh, who who know themselves and who are willing to go here's my heart yeah you know this is what makes me cry this is what makes me laugh this is this is what inspires me
1: self-awareness can be a powerful thing
0: you oh my know? gosh yeah. oh yes yeah. um, before this, I did it with a different troupe called the uh, Living Room theater um, and that's what got me started um, so and then nice. blackout jumps have been around by two years
1: do, So, do you film any of these events, or are there thing? You know, are there any of these experiences where people can go like get a preview? Or
0: um, we have videos that we put up to promote, um, and we audio tape them. So we're thinking podcast down the road. That the, the audio is not good enough yet. We just put one of the little Zoom mics. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we try to get. I know something. a guy. <laughs> Thank you <Yeah>. Carlos. <laughs> um so so we we audio tape uh audiotape them. Um I was always thinking about a 360 camera uh, cuz it's a very immersive experience.
1: Yeah. Um, and yeah, and it would be a little bit har- harder to film that experience since you're not on the stage all the time and you guys are moving around. You're going to have to have a couple of mobile units running around, you know, right, and right. Yeah, trying to capture things. We did a bit
0: one time, a, a vignette where a, a friend of mine, I, I told him, I said, I'm going to start this vignette and it's going to be, I'm going to talk about how uh, we are we are being watched all the time. And I said, once I start that, I want you to with your phone camera, just come on stage and get in my face. Yeah, <laughs> and, right. And and he was a friend of mine that played the
1: the part. Uh, and and the sad thing is, there's so much truth to that. Oh God, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, we are being watched. Yes. Oh my. <laughs> um. And those those are the
0: truths we're trying to 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 jump into. Yeah. Uh, the truth of like now the Me Too generation uh, from a man's perspective that that gets and, and this is a, a a bit that we're going to be working on the next one. Uh, um. The Me Too generation, w- from a man's perspective, who is also um, sexualized. Yeah. Not, not by other men. I, and I'm yeah, sure no, that no, happens. I mean, I, 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 but from women. Okay. I can, I can relate to that. Well,
1: I'm, I tell you, man, there's like, it, you know, if you're going to get real, right now would be a good time to do it. Because um, it'd also be kind of a scary time to do it. Because, you know, we seem to be at a point right now where two sides don't necessarily sit down and talk. Together about a lot of things. And you know, everybody has their opinion and they're very firm and and rock solid in that opinion. So, you know, anytime you can shed light or make it possible for somebody to at least empathize and understand the other side, that's pretty cool. You know, and 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 that's you know, one of my favorite sayings, it was it's actually. St. Francis of Assisi, you know, in his famous prayer said, you know, dear Lord, let me be, let me understand rather than to be understood. And I always like that line, you know, because, you know, you don't, I'm not saying I have to agree with that other side, but I'm saying at least let me understand where they're coming from, you know, and at least that kind of takes a little bit of the heat off it, I think.
0: Yeah. Rob, this is a great segue into something else, and th- this is where my passion is right now. Okay. Um, about, uh, geez, a year ago, I met this woman at a, The Collective. Have you, are you familiar with The Collective? It used to be around uh, John bus yeah, yeah,
1: the uh, nonprofit uh, kind of meetup thing. Yes, yes. Yeah, I actually went to their oh. one-year anniversary thing that Scott Maxwell spoke at, and it was awesome. That was the one I was at. Yeah, okay. Um,
0: So I meet this woman there, and I feel that every person I meet, I can connect to them on some level. I I can. And I'm talking to her, and she's a little bit younger than me. Uh, She's in her 30s, I'm thinking, and she's talking and talking and talking and energy, and I cannot connect with her. And after about 20 minutes, and she had a drink and I had a drink, and in 20 minutes, she said, what is your problem? And she didn't mean like, why are you hanging around me? Get away yeah. from me. She was like, what is your problem? Find out what your problem is. Do not fall in love with the solutions, fall in love with the problem and the solutions will come. Nice. And she made me, I, I just, you know, it was a gym and everybody's got them. Yeah. And I sat back and I thought about it. And my issue, my problem is that we are so polarized. And for a year I mulled over this and figured out how do I bring people together? Black Cow Jumps kind of does this. It brings people in a social situation live and they get to see themselves. Hopefully, if it's done right, they can see themselves on stage and go, oh, my God, that's me. Oh, my God, that's... I I (laughs) can feel
1: that. Why am I such a dick? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Yeah.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah.
0: Um, So the, the Winter Park Library... And they're open to my ideas. And I went to them with this idea, and it was kind of like a, a Jerry Maguire moment of bad pizza one night, <laughs> where I, a manifesto or a a, 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 a statement, um, a mission statement, and I came up with this. You know, it was so skeleton. This idea where get people with differing viewpoints together on on like like religion, politics, as much as we can,
1: abortion, gun rights. All I mean, the stuff you're not supposed to talk about in public. Yeah, absolutely.
0: And get them in a room together. Vet them ahead of time, okay? Get them in a room and give them four minutes to talk about, let's say it's abortion, talk about abortion. You're for it, you're against it, why are you? Yeah. Then I open it up so that they can talk to each other. Okay. When it gets contentious, I stop them. I turn on the music or a band plays and we get up and we dance.
1: (laughs) Nice. Break (laughs) that tension. Yeah. yeah.
0: And then then the song's over. We sit down, we pick up where we left off and it and it brings us together. Now, here's the here's the thing: we don't call each other D's or R's or Republicans or Democrats or conservative or liberals or progressives or independents or blues or reds. None of that. We we refer to each other as citizens. Hmm. However, you want to be citizen of Central Florida, of Orlando, of of of, of United States, of the world, the universe, of whatever. We look at each other as citizens, and I'm not. Th- this thing is not there to change people's minds or hearts. It's there for us to just come together and create a bigger Venn diagram of humanity. Wow! Just bring us together, and and I'm doing that in October. Awesome, uh, October 24th. i got you, you. You alluded to it. I thought I'm gonna. Th- I got. Th- no, th- I'm.
1: Th- I'm glad you did. I think that's really interesting, and I'd I'd be very interested to see how that turns out because. Um, I, I'm glad that you're going to vet the guests ahead of time because that's important. Um, you don't want it to just turn into a screaming match. You want it to be somewhat constructive. I'm sure it'll get heated at times, you know, but, you know, being able to throw some tunes on or something <laughs> yeah. and, you know, kind of diffuse it, it you know, is, it sounds like a good solution to that. But um, so cool. So, I'm going to – in in the uh, post here, I'm going to put links to all of this stuff for those of you that are listening. But I want to remind everybody that um, Saturday, August 17th at 7 p.m. at the Winter Garden Heritage Museum uh, is the next um, – Black Cow Jumps event. And it is a free event, but you do need to register uh, to get your tickets uh, at www.blackcowjumps.com. They will be serving complimentary wine, cheese, and maybe even some crackers if, uh, you know, I mean, (laughs) if that's not enough, right? So, um, so. I'm going to segue one more time because you know, like I mentioned in the beginning of uh, of the show here, it's like your resume is just just incredible. Um, you know, and we haven't even got to the part where you know where we talk about the six feature films that you have streaming on Amazon right now. But you are now, you you mentioned that you had recently moved and and you're living on seven acres uh, in Lake County, right? Mm-hmm. So. Um, you kind of took a little foray into politics or into government yourself, and are now the um, the Lake Soil uh, the Lake Soil and Water Conservation District seat one, or you're basically chairing that board right now, right? So how did that happen, man? Oh, wow. You really want to know. And do you attend these, you know, these like um, uh, hearings or meetings and everything as Jiggle Man, or do you just, (laughs) do you attend as banks?
0: (laughs) Um, Wow. So in 2016, one third of the state legislators were unopposed. And those were the incumbents, were unopposed, one-third. And in that process, in 2016, I was moving out to uh, Lake County, new new, uh, county. I lived in Orlando for about 22 years. Okay. And I thought to myself, I want to be more civic-minded. And this was close to the time where I met this woman who said, what is your problem? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I wish I remembered her name. If you're listening, find me.
1: No. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, for sure. That's that's, that's powerful. Um,
0: so so I thought, okay, I'm going to run for something. Just I'm, I want, I'm in a new county. I don't even know 25 people. I'm going to run for something. I don't know what I'm going to run for, uh, but I want to be part of uh, the community. And the lowest thing that you can run for with the, the minimum amount of work, all I needed was 25 signatures, a lot of paperwork. Yeah. Um, I got on the ballot. Uh, however, I did not get on the ballot. No one ran against me, so I didn't have to be on the ballot. Um, so I won, and then I was voted in as the, the chairperson. And it's a monthly meeting. Actually, we do 11 times a year. And I I, I don't know much about government. However, by being on this board... It's allocating money, allocating funds. We have a budget of about three hundred forty-one thousand dollars, and people come in and ask for money for trees, or ask for money for a coloring contest, or a scholarship, or, you know, um, you know this kind of. Uh, we 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 want to buy this tractor, and can you help us pay for the tractor that helps out, um, you know, ground cover? Sure. Um, and it is it is total. I mean, you it's what you create of it. Uh, and we're putting together now a 10 year plan for what we want to do in 10 years. And we're talking to soil and water districts from around the state. And there's uh, Hillsboro is head and shoulders above us. And they've got publications, they've got uh, sponsors. It's, it's amazing. I mean, what, what you can do. And now, living in a time where I feel water is going to be the the, the precious commodity we don't have enough of. Um, it's not going to be cheap water anymore. It's going to be expensive water. And, um, yeah, I, I want to be right there on on, on, nice. the, on the cusp of it.
1: That's got to be rewarding, too, to be able to, you know, help out your community in so many ways, not just uh, helping to make it Prettier and whatnot, but thinking about it from more of a sustainable growth and everything—more plants, more trees—you um, know, helping people get the tools they need in order to make these things happen.
0: Right. Uh, I just heard on on the news a, a couple of days ago, Ethiopia um, planted, I think, two point five million trees in one day. Uh, yeah, it, it was it was it was amazing. Wow. Uh, th- that's their. Push to conserve their land because of erosion and all, um, and to help the world. I mean, the, the um, t- trees are basically our our lungs. The lungs are tr- trees are the lungs of the world. There we go.
1: There you go. Yeah, yeah. that's it.
0: Um, so yeah, I I. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's beautiful. I mean, it just I, I just I can do this. I, I, I have time now that I can do this. Uh, I still make films and I still perform, and and I'm jiggle man. Uh, however, you know what? I have time to go to a board meeting for two and a half hours once a month and allocate money and listen to people and try to help out the constituents in my county.
1: Nice. So. Well, you know what? God bless you for that because. You know, that's one of the, the biggest things that we say here and one of the reasons this show began is a plea to the people of Central Florida to get involved, you know, in whatever way. If you're you're an actor or you're into the arts in any way, we hope that we're able to give you some opportunities to do that. But you're taking it like right down to where you're actually making that difference right there, you know, from a monetary point. That's pretty cool. You told me also something that you're doing on your land that I thought was really cool. And I'd like you to, to, to fill our listeners in on that because there might be some people interested in, in getting involved.
0: Um, so I have seven acres. I love to plant stuff. Uh, food. I mean, if I see a plant, like a new, flower, a new flower, a new leaf every day, it's just like I love doing that. So I, I had this land and I have about 300 um, Um, lemongrass plants and they lie in my driveway and um, I would uh, my thing is I love to plant, if you love the product, come and harvest the product and whatever product you make from it, um, like uh, lemongrass, you could make um, spring rolls, then bring me back some spring rolls, you know (laughs) there we go, Um, so I'm looking for people and and I have this with with my uh, sugar cane too I'm looking for people who will will let me grow, and they can come in and harvest, and they can make whatever they want, and in return they can then give me whatever they they've made from it. Um, I've got lemongrass, I've got uh, uh, sugar cane, I've got peach trees, I've got grapes, I've got muscadine grapes. Make some wine, yeah, bring me some wine. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and I'm interested in, in buying the 10 acres next to me, too, and just ex- expand upon it. Did you ever see the movie The Little Big Farm? No, as I did a, not. It's a documentary. And it was about it was 200 acres. Uh, it was so inspiring of how they made this uh, arid, dry farm into this lush. Um, and it's a beacon. I think it's out in California. Okay. Of of farms, small farms. I mean, uh, mine would be only like 17 acres.
1: Uh, that's what I want to do. I want I want to build. I want to grow. So kind of like communal gardening or communal farming. Absolutely. I I cannot get
0: the um, ag exemption on my taxes unless I show that it's money (laughs) transferred. So I have to figure out a way to to make it money.
1: Well, that's uh, back in my hometown up in Detroit, you know, that there was all these areas where they had just um, these old warehouses and and, and buildings that were just neglected for so long that they finally had to— basically raise them all. And, and you know, they had all this land down there. So a lot of people came together and started doing these communal, communal gardens or communal farms where they would grow everything from like corn and tomatoes and stuff like that and help, you know, feed some of the neighbor, neighboring communities that were right there and everything. Um, I think that's pretty cool. I mean, do you have acreage right now that you're looking for somebody to drop some crops in there or
0: uh, no, no, I'm not there yet.
1: Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm not there yet. I
0: am looking... I mean, I, I, I grow the stuff, and, and I'm looking for people who want to... Want to use it. Want to use it. Yeah, yeah. I can't... How much lemongrass can I eat? Right, right,
1: yeah. <laughs> I've,
0: I've got probably... I don't know. I've got like over a hundred plants of okay. laying
1: grass. Um, and and what is the best way now for people to get in touch with you? Here, we're gonna, you know, your um, yeah, your website is basically uh, bankshelfrick dot com, and um, I'm gonna post that. Obviously, uh, uh, you know, in the post where this uh, this podcast will live. Is that the best way to get a hold of you through your website? Do you want to give out an email or anything, or just have them contact you through your website? It's it's the same thing, actually
0: bankshelfrich.com uh, or bankshelfrich at gmail.com okay no, cool
1: gmail.com yeah that's it yeah
0: yeah um yeah either way they can they can contact me um yeah you know i, I work within the permacultural culture um so <laughs>
1: yeah um
0: yeah yeah um they can they can find
1: me there right on man yeah um un, you know what we we've still got a few minutes here. I got to ask you about the films, too, man. You got six features streaming on Amazon and, you know, you look pretty well rested for a guy that doesn't seem to sleep much. So, um, yeah, tell us briefly about about these films. And, um, you know, I guess, again, people can link to them or find the films um, through your website. But, yeah, what are these more educational? Or are they experimental? Tell us a little bit about them.
0: So, have you ever seen the movie Brothers McMullen, uh, Edward Burns' first film back in 1995?
1: I remember it, but I can't remember if I saw
0: it. Yeah. So, he he made a film on $25,000 when you made films on film. And making a film for $25,000 is amazing because it's usually hundreds of thousands of dollars. So, he made it. He got into Sundance, uh, and that created a career for him, and he's made... Many, I mean, I don't know how many films, but he's made many. That uh, was an impetus for me to go, oh, he can do it. Well, I can do it. And nice. uh, it's, <laughs> uh, let me see how many films I did. I did three films, um, 2000 then 2002, four, six. And those were terrible films. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, uh, you have to pay your actors in order for them to show up. Uh, and <laughs> wow, it, it imagine me, that. It took me three years to realize <laughs> yeah. that. Oh the, sound guy wants to, oh, the sound guy wants to get paid, you know. <laughs> yeah. Okay, you know, he's not going to show up or he's not going to bring any sound. So uh, it took me three years to kind of get to the point where, okay, I think I have an idea. And um, then I started to get uh, into some festivals, uh, win some awards, and those are good. I mean, they, they helped me like, wow, I'm going to make my next one.
1: Get okay. you motivated. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And um, then a film four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. Yeah. Six. Wow. Uh, I, I got them together. I got into some festivals, got into a big one out in um, San Jose, California called Cinequest, which was a good move. I mean, it was it was really nice. Um, and, and that just kept uh, it perpetuated me to continue. And I in like 2008, 2009, 10, 11, 12, I was doing a, a film a year. A future film. Now the films are. Uh, I look back and it's like, oh, that's me uh, going to Thanksgiving with my kids, so, you know, and, and when they were like ten years old. Somewhat autobiographical. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, keep it close to the heart. Yet I can, I can create whatever I want to as I go along. I mean, there wow. is, uh, there is a lot of fiction in there. Um, it has to base, be based on something.
1: So, Well, that's what they say, though, even with authors, you know, write about what you know, right? So everything is somewhat autobiographical, be it a film or a book or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Know. I
0: don't know if George Lucas has ever uh, gone. Uh, yeah. I, uh, <laughs> yeah. Maybe.
1: OK. Maybe that's not a good example. No, no, no. Yeah. I
0: know. I know what you mean. <laughs> so so I'm I. Uh, in in the past uh and t- up to about twenty sixteen uh, 2016, uh I, I I did about nine films, okay, and I always say to myself i have really ten i have ten really bad films in me I'm trying
1: to get out as quickly as oh <laughs> um, well, you learn by doing too so yes yeah, you so, know i mean you gotta yeah I'm sure you know everybody is put something out there that they're not super proud of and you know
0: yeah you uh, i find as a filmmaker, I find as I go along. Oh my God! Yeah, this is me. No, that's not me. The, you know, and and the f- going through the films, like I kind of figured it out. Uh, I have five on on Amazon. It does say six. Five okay. um, Amazon Prime took one of them off for some reason. Bastards. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, uh, I, I, you know, they they give that that little note of wh- why they took it off, and I, I took that and I, I sent it to him, and I was like. Now, what does this mean? And then they would never answer yeah, me. Yeah, right. So, um, well, there's always YouTube. Well, there you go. There you go. Um, so now I'm finishing up my 10th film, and this film uh, has taken me three years to make. Very uh, close film to me, uh, emotionally. And I built a house in the meantime, and I put it on on a hiatus, and and now it's going to get done. Okay. Um, there's a there's a filmmaker, Chris, uh, not a filmmaker, a musician here in town called Chris Nichols. Actually, he works at Full Cell. Okay. And he's doing the sound for it, and his sound oh, nice. is, um, yeah, yeah. He's done a, a lot of music. Um, he's not doing sound; he's doing
1: music. There you go. It's it's pretty cool that you know. Again, the, the whole reason we started doing this show was to kind of expose this kind of stuff, and you know we've got some world class musicians we've got world class filmmakers and you know events and and all kinds of things happening here in town um when when we connected and i looked at your uh resume banks i was just like oh my god i got to meet this guy and um and it's pretty cool to see that you're using your gifts and your talents to kind of feed back into the community in so many ways, you know, not just entertaining the kids, educating the kids, uh, you know, working with the uh, in Lake County at the uh, Soil and Water Conservation District, all of that kind of stuff, man. So um, on behalf of of us here at This Is Orlando, thank you for all that you do here, man. Um I want to give you one last chance if there's anything that we didn't cover that you would like to talk about. I'll remind everybody that, again, Saturday, August 17th at 7 p.m. at the Winter Garden Heritage Museum uh, is the next Black Cow Jumps event, which is free, um, but you are uh, asked to go ahead and register for tickets by going to blackcowjumps.com. yeah. Last word, Banks. It goes to you, man.
0: All right. Uh, so, Rob, Carlos, um, <laughs> you know, I I always go into any situation and I think what's the best outcome? What's what's the the ultimate outcome? And uh, uh, yeah, I, I I think we've done it. I, th- I th- this is the best outcome. <laughs> this is this is wonderful.
1: Um, good, good.
0: So, yeah, th- thank you. Uh, if there's anything I can do to help in in what you do, um, I will. Yeah,
1: man, spread the word and um, and and keep keep us posted with the events that you have coming up, so we can keep you know our listeners informed. Um, uh you know putting them up on my blog page at the at robcoble.org. I'm happy to do those kinds of things. Um, you know, again, it's just cool to know that we have these alternatives out there. And um, you know, there's so much more happening in our community. Uh we encourage people to get out there and and get involved, man. You know, do do what you can to make a difference. Uh, I'm real eager to find out how this this next Kind of event. I don't know. Do you have a name for that? Yeah. Like, what What are you going to call it? Uh, it's called No Assumptions, and and
0: and the preamble is behind it. Oh, nice. We the people. Okay. Uh, to form a more perfect union. Blah blah blah. And, yeah, and, um, yeah. I'll send. I'll send that too. Yeah, you. it's, it's called I'm, No I'm, Assumptions. It, it, uh, the library has it. Banks Alfric with No Assumptions.
1: That's going to be very interesting to see. Um, one of my favorite terms is uh, I've probably mentioned this before: contempt without investigation. Somebody mentioned that to me one time and it just really stuck with me. Um, I can't even remember what we were talking about, but he was like, Well, that's kind of contempt without investigation. You don't even know what's going on over there yet, and you already, you know, find it contemptible, you know? I'm like, wow, you know, you're right. I need to, I need to like look first before I leap. And, you know, so.
0: That is very, uh, I guess uh, that would be the definition of ignorance.
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, it kind of, you know, really, I mean, yeah, I could see that because, you know, too many there there are too many times in my life where I've formed opinions on people, places and things without actually trying to walk in their shoes. And that's just not right. Yeah. You know, and maybe it's age, um, you know, wisdom comes with age, uh and you look back and you know, you realize that like, wow, I can't believe I used to, you know, believe that way or, you know, I've always been kind of a bull in the China shop. You know, I go 100 miles an hour and sometimes it does pay to slow down a little bit and, you know, take a look around and try to understand what other people are thinking and where they're coming from. I don't have to agree with everything, but I'm learning to at least be able to respect it, you right. know, and and that's a good thing. So, Banks, thank you again for being on here. Um, I'm going to uh, wrap everything up at robcoble.org. So uh, you can find all the links there if you're listening in your car or whatnot. Um, uh, you know, be sure to join us there. Love to hear comments from you, uh, ideas for future shows uh, and everything you guys know where to contact me, rob Thank you, Carlos. I know we had a little bit of, uh, you had to kind of scramble a little bit and band-aid a couple of things there today, but, um, I really appreciate what you do here, man. And, um, we'll talk to you guys again in a couple of weeks. Thanks for tuning in. Once again, I want to thank banks for taking a few, uh, few hours out of his schedule to come on down to the game space and talk to us, uh, Pretty incredible stuff that he has going on. Uh, again, make sure that you check him out at Um, Thank you all for listening. Uh, you know where to find me. Make sure you uh, send any comments, ideas, suggestions to robcoble.org. And um, we've got a few other episodes lined up, and we will be coming to you uh, with those hopefully by the end of the month. Thanks again for tuning in, and I look forward to talking to you guys soon. See ya.